1: Well, how sweet. <laughs>
0: hey, hey I, I only laugh or else I'll cry.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh I'm just kind of reminiscing on the bye week, uh, the Panthers win, the Steelers win, and just all of like, you know, the three,
0: maybe four. Hang on. What, tell, me, t- tell me something good in your life right now. What's something that's great? I mean, it's my loving daughter. There you Maybe. go. There you go. All right, that's a good start. Um I am flying to Texas in a few hours. It is currently downpouring snow in Chicago. So I'm going to go to Texas for work for the week. It was pre-planned. I wish I could say I just made the decision this morning and it's going to be nice and warm down there. So that's okay. what we got to do folks. We have to think about the positives in each and every one's lives. Yeah, let's uh look on the bright side, right? We woke yeah. up this morning. We woke up this morning. Honestly, I will say a
1: positive thing is that game didn't leave me as depressed as other games it, it was kind of like okay well that's, that's what we're getting Well,
0: because we never got high enough to even get down during that game minus yeah. that first drive but hey real quick welcome back to the dogs of war podcast everyone's browns podcast in the world that's right folks don't look it up just take our word for it you got kevin and raleigh and we are here to quickly digest and talk about the dolphins pulverizing the Browns 39 to 17 after the bye week after two Sundays off they came out laid an egg in Miami Raleigh <laughs> what do you got
1: oh well, Kevin when the Browns played the Bengals it was the greatest game absolutely in this season that this team
0: has put together no question
1: possibly last season too I don't know I guess the first time they played the Bengals was like Call them a tie, whatever. Thank God uh, for the Bengals the last uh, few years. Thank, thank God, God for, for those Bengals. Bengals. Um, yeah, and we go into the bye week tricking ourselves into optimism, uh, thinking that these guys are gonna come out swinging Maybe they figured th- some things out and they would double down on it uh during the bye week. And the game started. I've been kind of preaching, I think we've been preaching if we're gonna play armchair quarterback, coach, whatever that by no means should these guys be taking kick returns out of the end zone. Like, just kneel it, you idiots. And Jerome Ford didn't listen to me. First kick of the game. And the guy returns it for like 45, 50 yards, whatever. It's like the (laughs) longest in years. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, I take it back. Let's go. Uh, The Browns put together a beautiful drive, a deep ball from Jacoby to Peoples. Um, I don't even know if they ran effectively that possession but they scored and you're like okay um let's go boys and then then the rest of the game happened and uh things went down
0: yeah ford came out with a nice was a 48 yard return to start the game off um great first drive as always we can always count on great drive the first drives or excuse me first series of the game always look phenomenal and then after that things just love to go to shit um not to interrupt you
1: but we got a knock on wood on that because yeah if if that aspect goes away that it's like speaking of a knock on wood
0: how about a knock on joe woods oh punny boy i uh are you cracking a beer at noon
1: no it's a Lacroix.
0: oh bummer all right um Look, I we're not ones here to, to run people out of town. We pride ourselves of being a positive glass half full podcast, but I also said this season that I'm not doing that much anymore. Um, I don't think we will be seeing Mr. Woods back next season. I don't think that's uh, splitting any atoms here. Nothing against the man personally. I know he's a good dude, but it ain't working. And look, I will never sit here and say that it looked like someone wasn't trying to play hard or being lazy or whatever it was because he's the best athletes in the world. And I'm sitting here uh, in a living room on a podcast, but – I will say uh, the defense just really had some very uninspiring looking moments, if you will. Yeah, Um, I I've said it once. I've said it again. We got smoked on Sunday. There is no captain on this team. There's no leadership nowhere. I don't care what anyone says. You know, just because you're an amazing player doesn't translate into being a great leader. Um, Now, let's keep the glass half full as we try to do here. Yes, this is apparently uh, according to an article I read this morning. I think uh, Albert wrote it. Um, the thinking inside the building or the optimism around is that if we're four and seven when Deshaun comes back, there's still a slight chance we make a playoff push. That means we got to beat either Josh Allen and or Tom Brady these next two weeks. Um, look, I'm not giving up. It Browns we don't give up, but we're starting to be. Uh, We're going to be more realistic here. Team ain't that good. We came in and we tried to keep our expectations low. We said that from the jump. We're not doing like we did the last few years, coming in. Look at this roster. Look at this roster. We got all these players, blah, blah, blah. No, team ain't that good. Offensively, we have had a much better year than we probably would have imagined. We always thought it was going to be the offense um, struggling and the defense holding us up. Nope. Uh, The defense... It's been the complete opposite. And again, I'm not telling anyone something they don't know. But if we can win one of these next two games, the team and people think that we're still in it. Mathematically, we still are. But there's just really been nothing they've shown me outside of the Bengals game that gives me any real confidence in these next couple of games. Now, like I said, to keep a glass half full, I'm going to end on this and give it to you. Yes, it's another potentially very close to being a lost season. But... This is the first time in our lives where I said on the last episode or two episodes ago, there's light at the end of the tunnel. We have a top 10, arguably top five quarterback, knockout wood, when healthy, hey, when playing in the league, coming back. We've never had that in Cleveland, okay? There's a lot of things this guy can do that a lot of quarterbacks can't. Love Jacoby Brissett. Wish something but the best for him, you know, next year moving forward. He's going to be a starter somewhere, I hope. But there's just things Deshaun can do that he can't do. Um, Could that have been the difference in some of these games? Maybe, probably. I hope so. But we got some – the last six games of the year, whether we're still in the playoffs or not, it's not all lost. We have to use that to see who wants to be here next year. We got to start planning for what the Deshaun era is going to look like when we kick off next season. We're not there yet, but there is still something to look forward to here no matter which way you cut it. What do you got? Um,
1: My initial thoughts are I probably should have gone first because – this freaking rant is not ending on class. <laughs> class is half full. Um, but that was very well said and I appreciate it. Uh, kind of to reiterate the bummer that I think a lot of people are feeling, we've had a lot of bad football teams over the years and we always kind of trick ourselves into we're gonna be good this year. but I feel like that tricking of ourselves has become a lot more, but we're serious this time. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like mathematically. Okay. We have one of the most expensive secondaries in the league. Like they tried to pick up talent in the secondary. Uh, they signed guys like miles Garrett to a long contract. He's a well, playmaker. Secondary. You're talking about like Ward and John. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm talking the defense is very expensive de- de- defense overall. It's very expensive. Um, the secondary was supposed to be kind of the, the heart of it Uh, a lot of first rounders in it you got guys like Martin Emerson who they got in like the third or the fourth this year he was their first ball that they had and he's playing what he kind of got torched a little bit uh, last game but the like you said the math we weren't trying to get ourselves too excited but there was still a degree of let's see what this defense can do like last year the narrative was we have the pieces of the puzzle. We just lack a quarterback. Call it bad quarterback play. Call it hurt quarterback play. Call it whatever you want. And they are getting the best out of Jacoby this year, uh, which you can say Stefanski had a part in that. Absolutely. I, would de- I would definitely say the, Absolutely. Offensive, the offensive line has a part in it. but Except for his Miami game. I, I think what scares me the most is... I don't know if it's like the analytics thing. I'm not big to be like, oh, analytics bad. Need a football guy. But these guys, they, I think Rizzo said this. I don't think you can name any guy on, certainly on defense, maybe on offense, that is continually improving, continually developing. I'm thinking maybe Taki Taki Garrett's kind of been the same very good but kind of like you know the same drafted before this regime came in but all of the guys they've brought in nobody's getting better they're not figuring things out and you look at kind of what the common denominators are and i i don't want Stefanski fired right now but dude the uh, his coaching staff i don't think people are doing their jobs like let's say You can blame coaches, you can blame the players, you can blame both, but the players were married to in many senses. The coaches we aren't, and are they making adjustments? Are they doing what they can? And, you know, there's good games, there's bad games, but you had two weeks off, and the worst effort I've ever seen coming out of that bye week, coming off of a hot win, like were these guys at the club all week? What the hell? There was just nothing. Like you can't say one positive thing on defense. They, the Dolphins scored six of seven possessions, whether it was a touchdown or a field goal. And who does that, who answers to that? Is it coaching? Are they, is the coaching staff tricking themselves into thinking that we are one Deshaun away from being exactly where we need to be? Because that's not the case. And let's say we have a better record with Deshaun if he played this entire year. I feel like we'd be four and five, maybe, maybe five and four, but considering all like that, we've bet the absolute house on this trade and we have no draft capital for the better part of a decade. That's not true. Three first rounders. Like, holy shit, this is not a good spot to be in. And do you have the capacity to fix it? Show us something. So I'm going to be watching the rest of these games, looking for adjustments i, I kind of want them to just i'm like firewood, shake something up do yeah. the total opposite of what you've been doing because it literally can't get worse and I, I don't think there's any hope of we just win out from here on out you know
0: i i i to find the numbers um first of all uh What I was talking about was Albert Breer wrote an article earlier about Deshaun and the Browns and everything. That's where I was looking at the the numbers from. Um, We talked about how I was mortified. I was losing sleep over Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. We shut them down, but good Lord, did they then just do exactly what we were afraid of doing is a non-rushing team ran it right down our throat. Wilson, uh, I believe his first game for the Dolphins was the week before playing the Browns. Torched us over 100 yards touchdown. Uh, Raheem Mostert had a great game as well. Not as many yards, Jeff, but or Wilson, but good God Almighty. Um, look to the defense. Anyone who thinks that Stefanski or anyone's going to fire a coach in the middle of a season doesn't know Stefanski that well, apparently, or hasn't really been paying attention. Can't say I don't, none of us know Stefanski. It's not going to happen. They're not going to rock the house because. It'd be worse than just keeping him and let him ride the rest of the year, right? Because who's going to step up? The fancy's gonna the fancy's not a defensive coach. Woods is gonna just ride it out, or we're gonna see what happens. Um, I will say what really just kills me is how last year we had the worst defensive line at football, and we'd have the worst defensive line at football again this year. I'm not saying in the offseason you got to go from worse to future Hall of Fame front on the defensive side, the defensive line. Got to do something better than dead last two years in a row. I don't care if at the end of the day, the front office really did just kind of see this year as a, I don't want to say mail it in, but it's kind of a a hold holding place until Deshaun gets back. And they kind of knew coming into this year that, eh, this really isn't the year we're going all in. It's going to be the next few years after this. doesn't matter. You can't have the worst position group two years in a row. Um, Folks, I wouldn't be surprised if half the defensive starters are gone. Going into next year. Um, There's a lot of things going to get shaken up. We're not there yet. Obviously, we still got games to play, but we're going into Buffalo this week, y'all. Um, yet, you know, you can say what you want about their game last week and last couple of weeks for, for Josh Allen how he's leading the league in interceptions. I don't care. Still the Bills. It's still Josh Allen. And once again, what has this team done defensively outside of, again, the Bengals game to really give us any hope or confidence going into these next few games? But alas, as we always do, we will come in saying Super Bowl, Super Browns every goddamn Sunday morning.
1: Hey, uh, real quick, a buddy of mine, uh, Instagram friend, real life friend, Lloyd, shout out Lloyd, uh, DM'd me. He is much more football knowledgeable than myself. He noticed that our defensive line, this is like the most X's and O's things I've ever said or will say. He noticed that our defensive line is playing pretty spread out from each other. And he said, it's like they're creating lanes for running backs, making it easier on opposing running backs versus playing closer together and potentially stuffing the run. I've never even thought of that concept. And I'm like, why the hell would they spread out? Like trying to, I don't know, set up for the blitz or something because it's a two way lane you're creating. Um, I just wanted to bring that up. I'm like,
0: no, I've, you're not the first person to bring it up. And again, I do not know enough schematically to talk about it, but they're called splits. The space between defensive linemen are called splits. And I have heard several people bring that up this year about how far apart the D linemen are playing. Again, I don't know the X's and O's to really critique or talk about it, but that has been a topic of conversation and other shows, other articles I've read this year Um Tua, wow. Came back from that concussion and just been lighting it up. Uh, see through for three touchdowns. Um, they were chanting MVP did you know we were talking about this before we got on air and kind of during the game we were watching on Sunday? They were holding up those shade or sun blockers in the sideline. Apparently, the Browns, it's like, were. The Browns yeah, were. 90 degrees in the sun, and then in the shade at that stadium is a 30 degree difference. That's and, crazy.
1: And the Dolphins, for the record, are the ones that are in the shade. Um, as a that, I, I would do the same thing. I I would too, I guess, but that just seems like such an egregious, unfair advantage. Like sitting in ninety degree heat, <laughs> that that takes energy out of you. Like yeah. that is such a competitive advantage. Now it's not like the Dolphins over the past five years have just been lights out. Actually, I haven't really kept tabs on. Some dolphins. of the boys
0: look gassed on our um, side, and I'm not. Hey, I would too if I was running a hundred miles an hour in ninety degree weather.
1: Yeah. Well. God, I I don't even want to give this team like the credit of you guys were not running a hundred miles no, an I'm hour. Not were, I'm not putting that. I'm you were in cruise control.
0: I'm not even putting a large percent on the heat. Let's be serious here.
1: The worst play was it was sometime in the third. I think late in the third where they gave up a touchdown run where it was such a blatant the team quit play. And I was like legit ashamed of that. I've been kind of reflecting on. People such as ourselves, Browns fans, you know, outside of Cleveland or in Cleveland, that travel to away games to support yeah. this team.
0: Shout out the ones that went down to South Beach for this game. Good God, uh, nice weather, but
1: it, it's such a like. I, I don't like the idea of Browns players or any of my teams, like living or dying based off of you know the the fans' reaction to them falling short. I like to ask that they try their best if they're going to fall short, but dude, you should be embarrassed. Like people are going out of their way to see you to plan trips around you. And you put up that kind of an effort. Like you, you should be ashamed.
0: There was a voicemail on RBS ESPN Cleveland this week. It was some guy calling it after the game, angry drunk. Which we should start doing more often, by the way. Yeah, um, saying a that, fun. yeah, we need to bring that back. Maybe saying that this team, this franchise, doesn't deserve this fan base, and it's kind of hard to argue against that sometimes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know that people can be heated, whatnot, but we saw the stat thing earlier this year of like the percentage of Browns fans or teams that sell out, and somehow the Browns were like ninety-nine point. Eight percent. I think it's because they travel oh, we show up.
0: up. We show up, yeah. Like that. There's about a quarter, twenty five percent of the stadium. They said was Browns, which is better than maybe any other team that would go there and play. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, we gave up five hundred yards. Excuse me, four hundred ninety-one total yards to the Dolphins. You ain't beating nobody like that. I don't care. Um, you know, the worst team in the league. Certainly, the best team in the league. You ain't going to be competitive doing that. Uh, one more thing, I want to say is Nick Chubb fumbled. Yeah. It was the first time he's fumbled all year. Dude's human. There's a lot of people being like, how dare he? How could he do that? Guys? I, I, I didn't even, <laughs> I was, he was the last person. Nick Chubb is the least of my worries during that game or the season at all.
1: Just even if he wasn't as dominant as he is still, he goes hard nonstop.
0: Oh, he played harder than anybody that game. Always and does. Always
1: does like that. That breakout run that didn't really matter, but it was still going a hundred percent. He's effort.
0: like, I'm still here. Yeah, I' a uh, little concerned about Kareem Hunt. Uh, I don't know if it's it's just how he's being used, if he's just a bad year over. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, with Kareem Hunt. Um, it's just been a bummer because he's much better than what we've seen this year. I don't know what the reasons behind it. I'm not going to speculate. But hey, we got a few days here. And then we got to go right back into the trenches against Buffalo on Sunday. Um, we didn't do an interview this week because we have a lot of other things going on. We'll get back with that next week. Um, Raleigh- namely, na- namely being depressed. Uh, cool, uh, cool football thing that happened. I don't know if you guys watched that Buffalo Vikings game. Well, Miami's in first place now because they creamed us and Buffalo lost. And that was
1: one of the best games, certainly the game of the year. No question. But watching that, I I couldn't help. We were watching it together. I kept thinking that was such a Browns thing that would happen. But then, like, as it got more and more extreme, I'm like, ooh, I don't think the Browns could have tied that many. It was basically a series of amazing plays and kind of flute plays and amazing plays. And you're like such a back and forth. Uh, what's Justin Jefferson Basically, one of the the Odell catch, three finger, one handed catch, but it was being contested. And that ball didn't touch the ground, followed by another catch, followed by another catch. Catch of the year,
0: maybe best catch I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: Followed by a goal line stand by Buffalo that they get it back on like the one inch yard line. And they go for the quarterback sneak. They fumble it and the Vikings return it like a safety. They would have been fine. They were up three and the Vikings recover it in the end zone. Never like seen it was anything like insane. It. And then the bills drive back and get a field goal to put it in overtime. And ultimately the Vikings came out on top and it was just such a shootout. And then I couldn't help but think, God damn it. The bills are going to take out that frustration on our beloved Browns and it could be ugly.
0: You know, you watch some of these games after watching ours. Like, you watch Josh Allen play, win or lose, or like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. It's just like you're watching a different sport sometimes. <laughs> it really is. That's why we just got to get – and again, Jacoby's played his ass off. Jacoby is top 10, top 15 in pretty much everything. Our offense has been humming, except for this past weekend. Offense not the problem, but Deshaun coming back, his ability to make plays, create from broken plays – it's just going to be a whole different ball game. Knock on wood. Um, that's all I got on this game. We got the Bills to look forward to. Any final thoughts?
1: Yeah. just I'm going <laughs> to say this so that it doesn't happen. Something that I do fear about Deshaun. Um, Jacoby Brissett, and this is not a knock on Jacoby, but it is an undeniable advantage that he's had over guys like Baker or what Deshaun will have, was basically playing in a – with a lack of external pressure where everyone that's a Browns fan, everyone on the coaching staff, they know that he is a seat holder, a placeholder, and just go out there, give it your all. If you fall short, you're not going to hear about it or just get blasted by the press. And it's been a very – I feel like everybody has a positive mindset on Jacoby's effort and what he's doing. Deshaun Watson – will not have that luxury, unfortunately, for better or for worse. There's going to be a lot of people chomping at the bits to say, I told you so, if he falters, which he very well may falter early on. He could falter early on next season, too. Guy hasn't played in two years. And I don't know if he is, if the team or he knows that that pressure will be there. I hope he can keep focus and keep getting better apparently he is a football junkie has been practicing to play, to come back for this offense on his own, doing what he's back in
0: practice now this week,
1: but there's going to be a lot of noise when he's playing. And if things do go South, like even if he puts up a good game (laughs) and the Browns lose the, I told you so factor, there's just going to be so many people, media, Twitter, talking heads, Chomping at the bits and something I'm not looking forward to. Like he, he's got to come out swinging, swinging hard, swinging effectively.
0: I got news for y'all. Yeah, he might have impacted a few of these games. we might have a different record just because of his talent and ability. Don't, he's not going to come out and be MVP the first half in that Houston game. Let's just keep it a buck. The guy hasn't played in two years. It's going to take, you know, if not a half or two, maybe a couple, two, three games. Might not be till next season when he's fully comfortable with this system. It's the and him and the O line and him and all of that. Um, again, you can have all the talent in the world, but you got to get that chemistry with everyone. We got to get used to everyone and the coaches and him and all of that. So, what I'm getting at is, yes, something to look forward to. Um, we got two more games here with Jacoby. Awesome professional. Could not have asked for any more. He's way better than we all expected. But yes, we can still look forward to Deshaun Watson, one of the best quarterbacks of our generation, coming back and being our quarterback moving forward. That's all I got. We good? To, uh, any final <laughs> yeah. bows to wrap up with? <laughs> yeah, we're good. Have fun in Texas, my man. Hey, hey, hey! I appreciate that very much. I don't know why I just said hey, 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 but hey! Thanks, just the Dogs War Podcast. We'll be back here possibly for the pregame this weekend if I get back from Texas in time. But for Raleigh, for myself, go Browns and good night, Cleveland.